this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those who like the TV show Lost, and those who dig. You dig. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And wow, what a wonderful time it is to record a podcast. I'm getting some of that desert rain right now. I hope Mm. this is just like a chill, relaxing podcast to study to for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this week's episode, which is Outlaws, our second Sawyer episode. What an episode it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you think? Initial impressions. I I mean, as far as the podcast goes, we get like a double dose of daddy issues. Amazing. Yes. Love it. Uh-huh. Um, but it for me, I think what stood out for me is that it was the right amount of like really serious, heavy stuff. But some of the stuff with the boar was kind of quirky and funny. And I think that balanced it out really well. So I just like super well-rounded episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, who can complain when we get to see more Sawyer? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is great that the boar is basically hazing Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that rules. Uh, that is a great little like subplot of it. The, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I liked uh, Special, which was the Michael episode. Yeah. Um, the last few episodes probably the last five or so have been a fairly decent dip in quality i think Mm -hmm. and this feels like it is the show ramping right back up i think that this i mean this one spends a lot of time in the flashback too Mm -hmm. uh it like i think more than any other episode up till this point which is great they had a story that they wanted to tell and they they uh, tell it over the course of the episode i think it really works so starting with this episode there's a couple notable things. Uh, the first one is that Emily de Raven becomes a series regular. They decided they wanted to keep Claire. Yes. Isn't that so nice? Love it. Um, yeah, so that's good. Maybe she won't just disappear uh, into the jungle for the middle portion of every season from now on. Uh, we'll see. And then uh, this is the first episode with no Boone and no Shannon. Uh, we don't see either of them. We see, like, Sun and Jin... Uh, but they don't have any speaking parts in this episode, but we don't see uh, any Booner Shannon. I sent you, just moments before we started recording, a TikTok I found of Ian Summerhalder yeah. um, from The Vampire Diaries, looking cool as hell. Confident, cool. <laughs> I mean, he's an actor, so he can be you know different types of people yeah, which is great but do it all it is really funny seeing him i know him primarily from lost i never watched vampire diaries and he's just such a he's such a patsy mm-hmm. on lost like he's just he's got the rosy cheeks and i don't know um but we don't see any any part of that this episode outlaws aired on february 16th 2005 it was written by drew uh, Goddard, Goddard, um, who wrote for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh. Angel, and Alias. I think this is like our third or fourth writer from Buffy, right? Yeah, it is. A lot of crossover, uh, which is great because Lost does not really have much of the like Joss Whedon mm-hmm. like uh, disease that has crept into our media. 
ever since the Avengers, I think. Um, so it's I, it's like the good parts of Buffy and Angel, I guess, are making it into Lost, not the Joss Whedon stuff. Um, and then it, it it was directed by uh, our favorite Jack Bender, um, always a fan when he when he shows up. It starts off in a flashback, um, probably the most intense flashback we've yeah, had up until this point. By this, far. this is wild. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it doesn't show anything, I suppose, which is how they're able to get away with it. But God, so heavy. Sawyer is a kid, uh, and his mom is telling him to get under the bed because his dad is like beating down the door. So we know previously that Sawyer's mom had been conned, lost all their family's money uh, to a con man named Sawyer. And then, uh, yeah, his mom tells him to go into the bed. She goes out to confront the dad. Uh, They argue for a little bit. She starts to call the police and he kills her. And then he walks into his son's room and you get the most menacing cowboy boots that I think that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's like visceral. Like, I don't know. Sawyer does not really seem like a cowboy boot-wearing guy, but, like, something about his dad being that, like, just makes a ton of sense, and it makes it feel really real. I don't know, but he walks to the bed, sits down. Uh, I think there's a moment where you're maybe supposed to think that his dad's going to find him. Like, there's some weird tension, but obviously... You know, he doesn't. We know how the story goes. He uh, kills himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that would um, that would maybe excuse most of Sawyer's behavior on the island now that we've seen that. Yeah. Like, uh, boy, that really has to screw you up. I don't know. Just the log- I just thought of like the jo- the logistics of Sawyer. Like, how long does he stay under the bed? Does he yeah. like, go out? Like, does someone get him out? Mm-hmm. Does someone come and get the body off first, and then get like, man. Sawyer wakes up on the island to a boar in his tent. Uh, he chases the boar off, but it takes his tarp with it. Um, the practical effects with the boar were actually good this episode. I mean, it was a real boar most of the time. Yeah. I don't. I think there was maybe only a few shots where it wasn't, or they did a fantastic job disguising it. Yeah, the boar looks great. The uh, <laughs> it's not like a guy in a boar skin rug no. <laughs> uh, like the polar bears have been up till this point or the worst CGI you've ever seen. So Sawyer uh, chases after it. Uh, he, <laughs> he's he got an incredible look here. He is uh, shirtless, wearing jeans, and with like... Is he just using a regular aluminum baseball bat? Like that's what it seemed like to hit the boar. Maybe it was a pipe or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Uh, it's great. Uh, he chases after the boar and uh, hears whispers in the jungle, the same ones that Saeed heard, uh, eventually ending with him hearing, uh, it'll come back around. Um, and a lot of the whispers are just the dialogue from different parts of the flashback mixed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's the one that's pretty much, I think that's the only one that's really supposed to be audible. Um, so uh, Saeed comes by the next morning to like gloat. This exchange was so wonderful. It was great. Yeah. It was nice. I mean, yeah, it's like like you're saying, like, obviously this is like a harrowing thing on Sawyer's part, but it's fun that everyone else gets to have fun with it. <laughs> he, he teases him about the tarp being gone, and, uh, you know, they go back and forth. Sawyer asks him about what he heard in the jungle with the whispers, um, and Saeed eventually tells him, but Sawyer won't admit that he heard anything. Back in flashback, uh, Sawyer 
grown up this time, uh, thank God, brings mm-hmm. a woman to his hotel room. We don't ever find out who this woman is, if she's like his next mark or just like a one-night stand. I personally believe it's his loving wife who mm-hmm. he's just trying to get back to. Uh, there's nothing yeah. to support that, but maybe. Uh, he's interrupted by uh, Hibbs, uh, who is doing the like super creep thing of just sitting in the room in the dark. That's another one that I think about. I mean, I guess there wasn't really, like, cell phones you could sit there and play with like you can now. But, like, what are you doing? Just sit in the dark. Yeah, turn a light on. on. Yeah, just read a magazine while you're waiting. If you're really going to wait in someone's hotel room, you creep. Seriously. Uh, Also, (laughs) I do love how he's like, oh, sorry, I thought Sawyer would be alone. Like, oh, really? You thought thought Josh Holloway would be coming to his hotel room alone? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. (laughs) That's an insane thing to think. Hibbs is played by... Robert Patrick, who is probably most well-known for playing the, what is it, the T-1000 in uh, Terminator 2. He's the bad guy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's fantastic in, in that movie. What, are, are you, where do you fall? Are you Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? I know we've watched them both together, I think, actually. Yeah, I like both of them. I think that I lean more towards Terminator 2. I just think it's a little yeah. more fun. But I like the story in Terminator 1 better. Yeah. I mean, Terminator 1 is great because it really is, like, just the absolute bare bones of a story. And mm-hmm. that's, that rules. Like, they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. And certainly now, any Terminator movie that gets made is the most convoluted thing right. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'm with you. I think Terminator 2 is the the chase through the uh, uh, the the canals. Yes. Is incredible. That's such a good... Like, that's probably the best chase scene, right? I'm trying to... I don't know. Maybe there's other better ones, but... The uh, only thing that comes close is... And I know that you haven't gotten caught up on Barry, but there's, like, a chase scene in Barry that I think okay. is the only thing that comes close okay. to that Is chase it funny, scene. or is it, like, a good action scene? It's funny, and it's okay. good action both. Like, it's... Really? Yeah. That's kind of what Barry does, right? That's a, mm-hmm. uh, it, it does a pretty good job of, like, not being, like, The Office, but about assassins, which is what a lot of comedy shows end up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to catch up on that show. Uh, but really, we should talk about Lost, so let's keep doing <laughs> that. The, uh, so Robert Patrick is wearing a turtleneck in this scene. I just want to point that out. Looks great. Great look for him. He should always wear turtlenecks. They've got some sort of bad blood between them, uh, but Hibbs is here to make it right, he says. Uh, And Sawyer says, you know, hey, I said I'd kill you if I ever saw you again because of what went down on the Tampa job. So we don't find out what that is, but there's something alluded to in the background. Matthew Fox... When he auditioned for the show, he did it as Sawyer. Um, And so the initial character of Sawyer ended up being pretty different from the one that was in the show because they cast Josh Holloway and they made him, you know, Southern. And instead of like a city slicker con man, he's a whole different thing. But his whole audition is about him talking about like a a job that they did in Florida where they were scamming like veterans or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so maybe that's what they're alluding to. So Hibbs gives him a folder on uh, Frank Duckett, 
who he says used to go by Sawyer, uh, is living in Australia now. So we find out how uh, Sawyer gets to Australia in this flashback. Um, we don't, we still never find out why he ends up being at the police. Yeah. Because it's not like they got him for the murder, because they would not have just let him go home. <laughs> he would have been in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Drunk and disorderly, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he uh, pinned somebody to the ground and then held all of their limbs down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes to do that, so we know we know it's in his wheelhouse. He actually doesn't do that at all this episode. I think that's some real important character growth for him. <laughs> he makes it one whole Sawyer episode without doing it. Kate is handing her gun over to Jack, uh, which was the Marshall's gun, uh, and he's hiding the gun case again, uh, but he says Sawyer hasn't given his back. Uh, Kate says that she can get it, and they kind of, like, flirt slash tease slash there's some clear underlying issues that neither of them is talking about, but they're both scratching at. Um, Jack doesn't want Kate to owe him anything, so he says don't get the gun back. Claire comes to talk to Charlie. We later find out that he is building a shovel uh, so that he can dig a grave. Um, but did it look like he was tying up one no. of those, like, feet feet measuring things? What? It, well, I thought you were going to ask if it looked like a shovel, and it definitely did not. You think that it looked no. like a, a foot measure? You, you know, like when you go to, um, like a, like a Payless or something like that. Yeah. You know that thing that you, like, put yes. on to, like, find your shoe size? Yeah. I guess? Which... For one thing, is crazy, right? Like, I understand it for kids, but if you're an adult, you do know your shoe size. You should. Like, maybe they need to have one of those things in the back. Yeah. But I, I don't understand why there's, like, six of them throughout the store. It's insane to me that people wouldn't know their size. But whatever, I, who am I to judge? And if you're at a Payless, just try on the shoes. Why do you think? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Sure that's that why too. you're there. Yeah. You're going to try it on anyways. <laughs> so just guess. Um, do you think that those are the most disgusting thing in the world? I'm trying to, like, they've got to be the most, like, bacteria-laden, like, just just absolutely gross. But anyways, it looks like Charlie was tying one of those to a stick. It, uh, you're right, it doesn't look like a shovel at all. I mean, it's crazy. They had a bamboo shovel at one point, right? They had, like, a big hollowed-out log of bamboo that seemed like it worked great. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe someone's using it, though. I don't know. Claire comes up to Charlie and says that she dreamed about him and that it was more like a memory, so maybe she's starting to get her memories back just through her dreams. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there, me personally. It's like a common thing to be like, oh, it's so boring when you hear somebody else's dreams. I love to hear somebody else's dreams, and I love to hear when they're about me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's insane that he didn't ask her about it. (laughs) Like, I know he's depressed or whatever right now, but come on, Charlie, you gotta ask. Yeah, and also, we just had a Charlie episode where he was throwing around saucy sirens and other bad pickup lines. You'd think that he would just on instinct say something gross he should have a man of your dreams comment yeah like, queued up right for sure um yeah I, I guess this is the one episode we've gotten to so far where charlie is not horny um which is great uh, i'm glad that we're getting some character development for him too mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So she invites him to go on a walk, uh, but he declines. Um, because he, again, has something that he has to do. Pretty, uh, pretty harsh. <laughs> like, I get that you're working through your, your own stuff, but she also has, like, no memories of being on the island at all. Um, and seems like everyone is shunning her because, uh, Steve drew the short straw. Mm-hmm. Or was it Scott? And who knows? <laughs> I would probably have taken that walk with her. That's what I'm gonna say. Um. Wouldn't you, just regardless of the other circumstances going on, like, really want to know what the girl with amnesia was dreaming? Yes! You yeah, know, 100%. like, that's another aspect of it, too, where I'm like... Okay, let Claire talk to somebody about this. Uh, like, how great would it be to, like, have her say, "Oh, you you won't believe it. I dreamed that there was like a dinosaur in the jungle, like knocking down trees." And then mm-hmm. you get to be like, "No, that's that's true, Claire. That's what's weird about this messed up island." <laughs> like, that seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. Charlie's uh, really going through it, I guess. <laughs> Sawyer finally finds the tarp out in the jungle, and he starts to hear whispers again. Uh, we get the same thing. I believe we get another, it, uh, it'll come back around. And then uh, the boar charges him and knocks him down into the mud. Uh, that's great. I mean, we'll talk about it, about whether or not we even think this is, this boar was, or is the spirit of Frank Duckett or whatever. But God, if I had come back reincarnated as a boar, I for sure would be the pettiest boar of mm-hmm. all time to the guy <laughs> that killed me. I'd be doing this kind of, totally knocking him down in the mud. Oh, yeah. So Sawyer, back at the camp, is he comes back for his gun. Um, he vents to Kate about the boars harassing him. She tries to be like, hey, guess, you know, it is probably just a boar, and it's probably not harassing you. Um, but he uh, he's mad. I think he calls the boar a coward. He does. At the, in this scene, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, and he, uh, yeah, he grabs a gun, and he's going to go uh, hunt this boar. Back in flashback, Sawyer is on the docks in what is, obviously, the show was shot in Hawaii, so it is in Hawaii, but it's supposed to be Sydney. Um, did you did you see the, the opera house in the background? I did notice that. Okay, it looks horrendous, right? It looks like in Arrested Development, where they have the one house like that's just out in the middle of the desert, and yeah. they just didn't even try to make it look real. Mm-hmm. It has a similar vibe. I think that that's so funny because, like, why not just show a wide shot of Sydney? Like, there has to be B-roll footage of Sydney, Australia's harbor. You can't tell me that there's not. And then just show Sawyer. Just do a second shot. Like, why do it like that? They may as well have had, like, a kangaroo hanging out, like, <laughs> in the harbor. Yeah. He should have he, he should have been, like, about to walk in, and then, like, uh, Crocodile Dundee opened the door for yeah. him. <laughs> um, he goes to buy a gun from what I assume is, like, the sleaziest Australian of all time. Mm-hmm. This guy, uh, he looks like he is, like, slathered in grease. Um, <laughs> the, he, uh, he sells Sawyer a gun, uh, but he, he says, like, hey, look, you're clearly buying this, you know, to kill, not to hunt. Um, I do like that, too, where he adds in, like, the thing about the hollow point rounds. Like, you know, you're probably not buying a handgun for any reason but to kill somebody. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You're definitely not doing it to hunt. But he says, you know, hey, when you point a loaded gun at someone, you find out what you're made of. And Sawyer uh, seems to think that he already knows what he's made of. And he takes the gun. Hurley is helping Charlie uh, carry Ethan's body uh, and start digging a grave. Hurley, I guess, thinks that Ethan is going to be coming back to life, which is fair, uh, based on his, like, monster horror movie villain actions up until this point. Yeah, it's weird that the actual Terminator is in this, (laughs) but I'm more afraid of dead Ethan. Yes, you're more afraid of Tom Cruise's cousin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Did you see the after credit scene where his hand, like, bursts out of the grave? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, I assume it's just him trying to make a joke or whatever. Wait, we have to assume that Hurley's not that dumb. Mm-hmm. And he asks Charlie if he's all right, but Charlie doesn't respond, so Hurley goes to talk to Saeed. Uh, he first asks if um, Saeed ever had Gulf War Syndrome. Uh, Saeed says no, that was the other side. I had never heard of Gulf War Syndrome before. Uh, I mean, I've watched Lost, so I guess I've heard of it then. But I've never really paid attention to it. Um, So I did look it up, and it looks like both sides did have it, Mm. or did, you know, it's probably mostly one side. But from what I can tell, like, researchers think it happened from uh, soldiers being around sarin gas, and for whatever, like, genetic anomaly in certain people causes them to, you know, have different symptoms for the rest of their life. Mm. But Charlie doesn't have that, and it doesn't matter because Hurley was actually asking if he has PTSD. It is... It's. I guess it makes sense to ask Saeed because Saeed is the only person in the military on the island. I will say Jack is, like, the only person who has explicitly said post-traumatic stress disorder and talked about it. Like, in, I think with regards to Claire. Yeah. He, uh, he suggests that Saeed talk to Charlie about it. This was fine. Hurley's been weird lately. I really liked him at the beginning of the show and, like, since we started going through this and really paying attention to everything, I feel like this middle portion he has suffered a little bit. Yeah, me too. And and this was kind of just a repeat of the first episode or second episode thing where he, you know, goes and asks Saeed what branch of the military he was in only to find out, like, no, I was on, you know, the other side. Mm-hmm. I feel like that scene just didn't seem like it needed that Gulf War syndrome beat. Yeah. But Kate tracks down Sawyer in the jungle... Um, it, it turns out that he has been following tracks, but they've been probably Boone's. And she says, or based on the height, maybe Charlie. Are they supposed to be the same height? There's, there's no way. <laughs> right, yeah. Ian Summerhalder seems, he seems tall. Like, even yeah. just, maybe he's not, but like, I don't get the feeling that he's like a short guy. No. He would, it would rule if he was, actually, because... He's pretty jacked. Like, so for his whole deal to be, like, an absolutely incompetent, like, uh, angry short dude, I think that would rule. I think that would have been that would a be pretty cool. funner character. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they're the same height. I, I also, I guess I don't know. I mean, Charlie is definitively the shortest person on the cast. And so maybe I'm just, like, attributing him being a hobbit. But I guess I don't know exactly how tall Dominic Moynihan is. But it feels like he is pretty small. Yeah, it's hard for me to say, because I know him from Lord of the Rings so well. So, uh, Sawyer is about, he's about to tell her to go fuck herself, which is great. I do love how, you know, uh, in, in network television, they they have to have a character like Sawyer who would definitely be swearing every single line. 
you know, almost get to it and then never get to it. Mm-hmm. I, I know that every single, like, PG-13 movie has done that, and TV shows do it all the time. I do, it do, I do like it every time, <laughs> every time it happens. It's always fun to me. But she offers to help in exchange for Crate Blanky, <laughs> which is what uh, my autocorrect forced me to write. I tried to write carte blanche like maybe four or five times and it kept correcting it to that so I just said screw it I can't I it's can't keep blanky going. now yeah I think that's I think it's better so um she uh she says that you know he needs her help to track and then uh he accepts and she starts to be like oh and by the way carte blanche is when I get anything he goes yeah I know what it means uh so uh I think that's fun they play never have I ever which is what he calls it. The Have you played this before, Emma? Yeah. So have you gone to college? That's what Sawyer would infer from that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. Perfect. He calls her Sassafras, which I think is cute. Mm-hmm. Here is the list of what they all have never done. Uh, Kate has never been to college, and I don't think Sawyer has either, but I don't think we see whether or not he drinks on that. Um, Sawyer has never kissed a man. Kate has. Uh, Sawyer has implied that he went to college. Kate has never done that. Uh, I don't think either has ever been to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, Sawyer wore pink, and he says it was the 80s. But Kate says that she's never worn pink. What do you think about that? I don't buy that. Yeah. Like, if you told me, like, yeah, Kate in her, like, teenage years was a tomboy. Or not even a tomboy, but just never wore pink. For sure. I totally buy that. She, she, But, you know, what did she grow up in the 70s, I guess? Mm-hmm. She's probably like 25 in this, so I guess 80s. Yeah, not 70s, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she wore pink at some point. Come on. Um, so Sawyer says, never have I ever, or I've never voted Democrat. Uh, but then he does drink, so he has voted Democrat, right? That's what that means. Oh, yeah. Those are the rules. So what? Do, who do we think it was? Oh. Probably Clinton, right? Just because he's a Southern guy, and he's also basically a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. You're, so yep, that you're right. seems right up Sawyer's alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate says that she's never voted. Um, <laughs> so uh, politically, that does seem on brand for Evangeline Lilly, so I think that works <laughs> here, too. Uh, Sawyer... Says he's never been in love. Kate has. Uh, Kate has never had a one-night stand. Sawyer has. Uh, Kate has been married, but it didn't last long. Sawyer's never been married. Oh, wait. So I guess we did get proof that that wasn't his wife. Dang it. <laughs> all right. Well, fair enough. Um, Kate has never blamed a bore for all her problems, but Sawyer has done that. Uh, Sawyer has never cared about having carte blanche just to spend time on the island with the only other person who just don't belong, but Kate has done that. Uh, Kate has never carried around a letter for 20 years because she couldn't get over her baggage. Actually, I just misspoke. I apologize. She can't get over her baggage, uh, which is how she pronounces it, Canadian Evangeline Lilly. Um, uh, And uh, they both drink on (laughs) on, uh, I've Never Killed a Man, so I guess they both killed someone. We see Sawyer do it in this episode, I suppose. They were having such a good flirtation. I know it back was a really. Forth. It was a cute scene. It was super until, cute. Yeah, 
And then both of them started, like, getting too emotionally intimate, and they realized they had to torpedo it. Yeah. Here's my problem with this scene. Kate, as a character, I think, seems like someone who has, in the past, blamed a boar for all of her problems. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't buy that line from her at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this is fun. I, this is, like, a, I think a pretty good scene. Like, it, it isn't just them having, like, a exposition dump. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a fun way... If, I mean, that's the fun of the the game, I guess, is finding out more about people this way. Um, and getting drunk, I suppose, which uh, we, as the audience, don't get to take part in unless we want to. We find out more about uh, Kate and Sawyer. This the, it just It's a good way to find out more about their backstory but not give too much away without it feeling like the thing where Kate opens up the briefcase and there's like a little plane inside. Yeah. Like that kind of hint without explanation sucks, but this I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, Agreed. you're interested and want to find out, like, oh, dang, Kate's been married before. She doesn't seem like she ever would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Did she, in her episode, in the flashback at the bank, did she actually kill her boyfriend? No, they um, they deliberately, like, show that she hasn't, that she, like, just, like, hit them all in the kneecap or whatever. Oh, sure. Like, they, they really called it out, and you see them all, like, writhing around on the floor. Gotcha. Because uh, they don't want her to be a murderer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we'll find out uh, who she killed. Um, I like to think that she came back for that, that farmer. <laughs> uh, I know she pulled him from the wreckage, but I'd like to think she escaped and came back for him. We'll see. We'll find out about her baggage. Sawyer, <laughs> Sawyer dreams... About, I mean, I think this is the only CGI, um, and I think that they should have just done it for real. Yeah. Maybe you legally can't bring, like, a wild boar into a, a home, but he dreams about seeing uh, uh, that same view under the bed, but only instead of menacing cowboy, vo- cowboy boots, it's uh, boar hooves. The cutest little boar hooves. I had to laugh at that scene. I know it's so heavy, but I I don't think it was kind of funny. Yeah. It, it feels like if he walked out of, or if he came out of that bed, it would be like a babe pig in the city <laughs> type situation. <laughs> so uh, Sawyer dreams about that, and then he wakes up, and the boar has trashed uh, just his stuff. They, it didn't touch Kate's, but it came by and it just uh, made a mess of his campsite. And uh, Locke shows up, and this is one of my favorite scenes in this first season. Um, I really like this. This is like a fun... uh, This is like the perfect amount of lock. Not to say that like a more lock-focused episode. It's just... It it feels like they either have to be like, oh, lock is involved in every detail of the plot, or lock isn't in this episode. And I like this idea of him just like coming in, giving his little, you know, sage advice, and then being gone. Yeah, same here. Yeah, he comes in, makes some coffee, and um, uh, he sees that Sawyer is hung up on the board, so he tells a story about... How when he was a kid, uh, his sister passed away, or she died, she fell off the monkey bars. Um, And uh, his mom was depressed until a a golden retriever showed up at their house and uh, slept in the sister's bed and comforted the mom. And the mom, you know, clearly thought that the dog was the sister. Uh, And then as soon as the mom died, uh, the dog uh, took off. Great story. I have a bunch of questions. For you about that story mm-hmm. okay so question one if somebody told you that story would you believe them i will answer this first 100 uh, percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'd be on the edge of my seat about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no holes in it. If, second question, if this happened to you, would you believe that that was the sister? Again, 100%. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, third question, do we think that this story is even real? <laughs> it seems like it is fake, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Kate sees Locke, like, smiling as Sawyer is, like, lost in his own thoughts. Yeah. It's hard to tell with Locke. He did, like, fully make up, uh, uh, like, a fictitious history for uh, Michelangelo, as, as Locke would say it. So I wouldn't put him past it to make this up. And he's so manipulative. In every single episode, he's, like, doing something manipulative. So, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, okay, so I guess fourth question that comes naturally from that. Do we think that Locke has been the boar? Ooh. In a boar costume of some kind, or maybe just directing the boar, uh, to manipulate Sawyer even more? Um, yeah. Probably not, but I think that that uh, is about on the scale of what he would do. If he's willing to hallucinogenically drug Boone, yeah. <laughs> I think he's willing to put on some boar furs. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Sawyer, when, when Locke starts the story, Sawyer has like a look towards Kate of just like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Which is priceless. so funny. It's great. So I mean, they we did they, they did camp out together. Like, it's cute that they're having a little bit more of a connection and they're becoming friends. I still don't really buy Sawyer's thing of like, we're like the two misfits or whatever on the island. Because I don't think Kate is really a misfit. I think most people like Kate. Yeah, especially like so much has happened since kind of the first few episodes when she was like made to be the the bad guy on the flight or the person in handcuffs um i think people are past that but at least the people who know except for maybe jack um but yeah. they're uh, sawyer and her their chemistry is so much better than her and jack's like, I don't even understand why Jack and her are, are having this, like, will they, won't they? Like, it's so boring to me. Like, they're just jabbing at each other all the time. I can't tell if they're mad at each other or in love with each other. It's just frustrating and weird. And at least with Sawyer, it's, like, playful and, I don't know, natural. It seems way more organic. Yes, 100%. Well, I agree. Like, it does seem like they were trying to set up a thing between a love triangle, but instead of Sawyer have it be Saeed mm -hmm. early on. And then they clearly just saw, like, oh, no, they have way better chemistry with Kate and Sawyer. Um, or it's possible that they planned on it from the beginning and Saeed was just some weird plot line that they wanted to almost go down. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Jack and Kate's chemistry... When they're both in a good mood and having fun together. Yeah. But that seems pretty rare at this point. Uh, we're not getting too many of those. Agreed. Uh, and yeah, this, I think, has been the best episode for chemistry between Kate and Sawyer. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, I, like I said, I think that's a really fun... Terry O'Quinn absolutely kills it uh, for that scene. He's making an absolute meal out of his little monologue. Uh, and I'm glad that he got to do that because it's always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in flashback, um, Sawyer shows up to the shrimp stand that Frank Duckett works at in Australia. Now, uh, you have been down under 
Am I am I right? You've been to Australia? I have only been to New Zealand. I actually have oh, not you've been never to been to Australia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. Did people in New Zealand ever talk about, like, famous Australian shrimps, shrimp stands? <laughs> um, you know, it never came up. Um, okay. But this brings up a really good point that mm -hmm. I cannot shake from my head. It's been so distracting. Why a shrimp stand in the hottest place on earth <laughs> in a food truck where you're cooking and making it even hotter that has to smell so bad like how do you even get customers it has to just reek yeah right I mean, famously fa shrimp are like famously you need to keep them in a certain temperature or yeah. they are the worst um yeah, it feels like it's purely because of, like, a shrimp on the barbie type thing. Yeah, right. Like, it, it really feels like if, if the plane had been coming from Japan, that it would have been, like, a sushi stand yeah. out, out on the side of the road or something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, um... It yeah. kind of makes me think of, like, we touched on it on Charlie's episode uh, just uh -huh. uh, last week. How somebody just, like, went on Wikipedia for yes. Australia or something. It was like, yeah. okay, I see I see shrimp on the Barbie. I'm going to put that in here. Like, 100%. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get the deleted scene where, like, a dingo did eat somebody's baby on, yeah. like, the side of the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, I think maybe in that case, just for how awful that shrimp stand would have smelled, maybe Frank Duckett did deserve to die. Maybe. Uh, so maybe that's another point for Sawyer here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and it does feel like this is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I Truly, truly wild. Truly wild. So Sawyer orders some shrimp, and uh, Frank talks to him. And Frank is, like, a really friendly guy. Uh, he, talk, he does bring up, uh, like, southern women yeah. when he's talking to Sawyer, which... Two things. One, that did feel like maybe if you're going to shoot him, that's the exact time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, because you're mad about your mom. But also, that's not like a stereotype, right? Like Southern women. Like, I guess there's not really anywhere where it's like a, you got to go there for these women. Well, <laughs> but like, that's the, just such a weird thing to say. Nolan, the Beach Boys do love California girls. So, I mean, that's the only example I can think of. But They're I, unforgettable. Yeah. From what I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe Sawyer should have been from California. Then I don't know. It's it's just a uh, wild. That's such a weird thing to say. That's I mean, it is great in that it is like a disgusting old man thing. Yeah, you just have to be kind of like kind of like grit your teeth and and nod. Otherwise, he'll like start going off about whatever else. <laughs> I don't know. For the most part, though, I think he is like pretty charming and nice. Yeah, and you know uh, that like Sawyer, like if he did not have this vendetta against him, would engage with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. He would love to talk about Southern women. Mm -hmm. um, Sawyer introduces himself as James, so we don't know if this is... I, I mean, it seems like that is his real name, Yeah. right? Like, I, I guess it could just be a fake one, but mm -hmm. it seems like maybe he wanted this guy to know him as James. And as Frank is preparing his uh, shrimp... Uh, with also that's the other thing. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're in the middle of nowhere, but to have a full like, it's not like a food truck. It is like a physical building that he goes to. It's just in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah. So they have like a just like, yeah, we have two options, shrimp with mild sauce, shrimp with hot sauce. Um, but Sawyer never gets the shrimp with hot sauce because he takes off Batman style at when Frank turns around. Mm-hmm. And then this is a pretty long um, flashback. He goes to a bar and is drinking and he runs into uh, the worst dad. Well, not the worst dad in this episode. Yeah. Incredibly. Mm-hmm. The only time that'll maybe ever be true of Christian Shepherd. <laughs> he he runs into Christian Shepherd. What how do you feel about I, I think that John Terry, who plays him, absolutely killed it in this scene. Definitely. He did such a good job. He got that like perfect, like, I'm drunk, but I'm also a functioning alcoholic, like level of drunkenness down. Mm-hmm. To, it's just like it's a really good performance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sawyer buys him uh, drinks. <laughs> His face when Sawyer says "leave the bottle" is—I mean, I guess it's very sad because that is a debilitating illness to be an alcoholic. But it is a very funny face that he makes when Sawyer says "leave the bottle." Mm-hmm. And Christian talks about how he used to be chief of surgery. Um, he says that uh, they are in hell and suffering. And then he says, some people are just supposed to suffer. Uh, That's why the Red Sox will never win the series. Now, this came out. I'm having a hard time. I looked this up for a while. The consensus seems to be that this was written... This episode aired after the Red Sox had won Mm -hmm. the World Series in in 2004. They had already won in October, obviously. Uh... People seem to think that it was the episode was written after that it happened, but I can't find any confirmation on that. Um, that seems really short for the episode to be written and filmed and then put to air. I mean, maybe I'm just I I'm not exactly super knowledgeable about how uh, the nuts and bolts of the TV industry works, yeah. so maybe that is normal. But I I'm not sure. To me, I I've, the problem is there's no confirmation from any of the writers that I that I could find either way. Maybe there would have been a lot more fanfare about it, though, if it had been an accident. Um, I don't know. But either way, it's it's a great beat because it's just... You, you already know that he's wrong because he's saying this. Like, the Red Sox have won the World Series mm-hmm. uh, at this point. But Christian talks about how he knows that he screwed up. And, you know, he's proud of Jack for doing the right thing. Uh, he could make one call and go fix it. But he doesn't because he's weak. And then Christian warn Sawyer not to end up like him. Uh, This is funny because he does give Sawyer a pep talk, but his pep talk does result in Sawyer going to murder an innocent man. Yeah. Um, So, like, it does work. It's just, like, Sawyer is also not a great guy, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. (laughs) But, yeah, really fun scene. It kind of made me a little teary. Uh, This did, and we'll get to it later, but the scene with Jack later on, too. Where he mm-hmm. brings up the Red Sox as well. So <laughs> we we get a quick shot of Sawyer checking his gun at back at the shrimp stand at night. So he's going back. Um, Charlie on the island is shucking coconuts or whatever it is called when you take them out of the out of the the shell. Have you ever done that before? No. It I looks have hard. Done that. Is it it's hard? hard as hell? Yeah. Like you see video. There's videos you'll see of people. Who will just like grab one and have like that wooden stake and just do it like right away and it's it's wild mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do but uh saeed checks on charlie 
goes to ask him how he's doing. Charlie is really combative, which maybe I guess he should be. I don't. They haven't really had many scenes together up till this point, have they? No, and I, I guess, yeah. And I mean, the last episode, Said was being pretty um, suspicious of Claire, so I guess maybe there's yeah, some continuity that's there. That's true. <laughs> well, that would. Maybe be the first time that character motivations have gone across episodes, but <laughs> maybe maybe they're really trying now. <laughs> Saeed tells him uh, about a terrorist, a guy who blew up a car uh, full of women and children, um, and Saeed was on the firing line to execute him, and he didn't regret it, but... Volunteered uh, to be he... on the firing line. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, later on started seeing the guy's face when he closed his eyes at night. It was haunting him even though he knew he had done the right thing. And he tells Charlie that he isn't alone, so he needs to stop acting like it. Kate leads Sawyer to a boar piglet. He holds it up and starts saying, Here, piggy, 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 while the piglet like squeals in terror. Ugh. Uh, um, I hate this scene. unsettling. Yeah. Like, it should be funny, honestly. Like, that's a funny thing to do. That's a funny thing to do, is yeah. to pick up the piglet and start saying, here, piggy, piggy, piggy. Like, that is genuinely funny, but it is actually, like, really off-putting. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just because it's a real piglet. Yeah. Uh, this, by- <laughs> I'm realizing this now, this is for sure the most times I've said the word piglet in my life. <laughs> but Kate, uh, Kate frees it and lets it run away. She, like, kicks Sawyer in the back of the knee or whatever to drop him. And I, this is where I would like to say, and I know that I am, like, a 60-year-old man when I talk about this kind of stuff, uh, with the CGI nowadays, and this is, to be clear, this actually is maybe the best use of CGI, but we will never see stuff with real animals again. Never. Like, it'll be CGI for the rest of our lifetimes. Yep. And maybe it'll get to a point where it looks good. I don't think so, but it might. But it it doesn't look good now. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, when you look at the way animals are treated in Hollywood, that might still, like, you might have to be like, well, maybe the benefits of not having... Like, somebody, like, lock up a deer inside of a cage and keep it on a studio backlot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can have a, a forest scene or in some movie. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. But I'm you team do... poor animal CGI. Yes, for sure. I mean, morally, I think you have to be. But <laughs> it does it does mean, like, when you watch older stuff where they actually had real animals, it does add, like, an element to it. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been a lot less unsettling if it had been a fake fake piglet. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. So in flashback, uh, Sawyer uh, shoots Frank as he's taking out the garbage. That, to me, would suck. Because I, I already would not have wanted to take out the garbage. Mm-hmm. So for me for me to for have the worst possible thing happen as I'm doing it, that's a big bummer. He starts to read Frank the letter... Uh, but Frank doesn't know what he's talking about. And it turns out that Frank owed Hibbs money. Uh, so this was purely a... A free hit job. Yeah, he got conned. The con yeah. man got conned here. I, I I will admit, I had a hard time understanding him. Um, I had to... I mean, I always have the subtitles on. But I basically had to, like, 100% rely on them for this. Uh, he yeah. is... He's just kind of, like, mumbling in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, his last words are, of course, it'll come back around. Sawyer finds, uh, the big boar again. Uh, he pulls out his gun and stares at it. Kate is also watching, although we don't know if Sawyer sees that at first. I don't think he does. Um, he has a moment with the boar 
And then he decides not to shoot it. And then when Kate looks at him, he says, oh, it's just a boar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this scene. This is it's actually, like, weirdly touching. Yeah. It's nice to see him, like, let go a little bit. Back on the beach, uh, we see Michael uh, starting to build the raft. We just get a little bit of a shot of it, but they're, they've made a lot of progress. I guess you got nothing yeah. but time on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Charlie comes up to take that walk with Claire. Uh, so they, they do finally get to go on a walk. It would have been great if she had been like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sawyer, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, I am on Jack's side on this. Sawyer goes to see Jack and starts it off by pointing the gun at him and saying, stick him yeah. up. Yeah. And then Jack kind of goes like, Are, he just waits there. It's very tense. And then he waits there for a second and says, is this a joke? And uh, Sawyer gives a charming little smile and says, yeah, and hands back the gun. And he, like, strings Jack along by talking about how Kate helped him get it and said she didn't give up anything she wasn't willing to part with. Ugh. What Do you know what he's implying there? I didn't really understand it. Was it... I like it. Do you think it was the toy airplane? It seemed like she really liked yeah. that thing. <laughs> it was probably the toy airplane. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, so Jack uh, says, I guess talking about Sawyer, says that's why the Sox will never win the series. And Sawyer says, you know, explain that. And it's something his dad used to say so that he could go through life knowing that people hated him and blame it on fate. Pretty succinct summary of uh, Christian Shepherd there. Uh, mm-hmm by old Jack. Sawyer asks if his dad was a doctor too uh, and Jack says yeah why are you asking about my dad and Sawyer doesn't explain the connection. Um, Seems like maybe that (laughs) would be the thing that Jack would want possibly most in the world is to hear about how his daddy was proud of him but Mm -hmm. Sawyer does not give it up. He's holding on to that one. Yeah oh for sure. He, uh, he, I mean, Sawyer will probably later in an episode, like, give him specifics about Christian to let Jack know that he met him, and then just, like, completely lie and say your dad Mm -hmm. hated you or whatever. Uh, that seems pretty on brand at this point. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Outlaws. A pretty, pretty good episode. Um, it's pretty much just a character-based episode, right, about Sawyer, uh, but I like how it still does have the mystery of the island thing with, like, you don't re- you're don't you not really sure if the boar is supposed to be Frank uh, or just maybe some sort of spirit of retribution. Hard to say. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think overall, pretty great episode. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, it comes in at number 60 on IMDb. Oh, okay. Is that... Uh, wait, is that middle? Yeah, that's basically, like, straight up... I think that actually is exactly middle. I would have thought it'd be a little higher than that. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, there's a few episodes. I kind of looked through the list to see what was directly above it, and I think I mostly agreed, but there was a few episodes that I was kind of looking at, and I was like, no, that should... Outlaws was better than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, that's Outlaws. Emma, did we have anything happen during this week of... February 16th, 2005? Oh, yes, we did. So, a day after this aired, Dan O'Harely... Mm-hmm. Dan O'Harely. Uh, That's right. Yep, who was an actor. Um, he was in RoboCop, Twin Peaks. He passed away 
on on that day. He played Andrew Packard um, in Twin Peaks. So, oh yeah, yep. Another uh, Nolan and Emma favorite as far as shows go. So just yes. wanted to mention that and call that out. Never, never feel bad about talking about Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So was he was he like the old man in uh, RoboCop? He was must he like have the, been. Cause he was like the, the CEO that's like yeah. kind of a good guy, but kind of not. Yep. He was a recurring yeah. character in it. He was in one, two. Yeah, he must have been then. Yeah. Nice. Maybe this is controversial, but RoboCop, pretty good movie. I liked it. I I like RoboCop a lot. Well, nice. Uh, next week, uh, we talk about an episode titled dot, dot, dot. In translation. Hmm. How do you feel about that title? Well, maybe we should talk about it next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, that's our it's our first gin episode. I'm so excited to talk about that one. And I am too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Um, and you can tweet at us at all the best pods. You can send us an email, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. I I I would say that we received probably I don't know. A thousand, maybe fifteen hundred emails about how bad my Trump impression was. We don't need any more of those guys. You, I get it. I won't ever do it again. I promise. For the record, I thought it was great. This, thank you. I appreciate that. You're literally the only one. Either way, please tweet at us, email us. Until next time, get lost. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs>